Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Say It With Me, Laguna Biatch the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week, I'm actually excited because after the episode, I'm going to first give an update on my rom-com life. I haven't talked about it in a while because there's no romance, but now it's no longer a rom-com. Now it's more like a John Tucker Must Die type movie, and I'm going to talk more about that after. (laughs) And then after that, I'm doing a deep dive on Celebrity Blinds. I've talked about it a lot in past episodes. Um, If you're in the Facebook group, The Laguna Biatches, I did post some links of the websites that I look at, and I'll also like list them here if you don't have Facebook or whatever. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good one, and I hope you guys are interested in like the celebrity blind stuff. I find it really interesting. I've been following for about probably over a year now. I'm not going to say that I'm some like pro with them. I do have issues figuring out who's who sometimes. The Morning Toast does a really good job of covering all the celebrity blinds as does Be There in Five. Kate Kennedy does a great job. And then, of course, it's called See Dan, the podcast, C-D-A-N, and it's on Patreon, so you do have to pay. And I was paying like $5 a month, I think it was, and that's empty. And at the end, like I said, I'll get more into like the blind stuff after I go over the episode, but empty, E-N-T-Y, is one of like the biggest blinds people out there. He's the one I follow the closest and his podcasts are always really good because he does deep dives on a bunch of different celebrities. And again, that is C-D-A-N, the podcast. It's on Patreon. I'm sure you can just Google it. But we'll get more into celebrity blinds after. Now let's get into season one, episode nine called Love is Not a Maybe Thing, which is probably one of my favorite quotes out of all the hills, like of the entire series. Love is not a maybe thing. You know when you love somebody. Oh, sends shivers right down my spine. I swear, Lauren Conrad. I mean, her books were great and all, but she could have written for like One Tree Hill with some of the quotes that she came up with. Or maybe, I think she did come up with a lot of her quotes. I will say that. I'm not going to give production that much credit. So it starts off with Heidi and Audrina going to lunch. And this is actually a very like heavy Heidi episode. They're talking about Jordan. We find out they've been together for about eight months, but Heidi thinks Jordan is jealous of her job. And she keeps saying she never has time for herself. She's very frustrated with him and she's no longer happy with him. Before this scene, they did like the recap with an LC voiceover and she talks about how Heidi was getting sick of constantly fighting with Jordan. So it's kind of getting set up for that breakup that we are going to see. Right after that lunch, we're at Audrina's apartment and Heidi comes in crying saying, do not cuss at me, Jordan. Do not cuss at me. I do not cuss at you. And she's really upset. Like she's crying really hard. And it it is sad. And Audrina is trying to be there for her. And maybe she does care. But the only time I've ever seen like real emotion coming from Audrina is when she's with Justin Bobby. Maybe some moments with Lauren. But I feel like I don't I guess I have a friend who's a little like awkward about feelings and stuff. So maybe that's how Audrina is. But I just feel like there's kind of like nothing going on or she doesn't care she's just kind of like oh I'm so sorry Heidi's like crying on her shoulder and Audrina's just like oh no you should break up with him I'm so sorry in that monotone voice that she does as I've said though I really like Audrina throughout the series of the hills I know that like the reboot I wasn't a huge fan of her but I I, Audrina grows on me I feel like all the girls are kind of like love-hate relationship with them (laughs) at least on my end like, I don't know how you guys feel about them, but I feel like I have so many ups and downs with these girls. Oh, my God. But anyway, 
Heidi's really upset. She walked in crying, saying Jordan's swearing at her on the phone. Audrina's trying to be there for her. And maybe she's just awkward, like, around these situations. Some people don't know what to do when someone's crying. But Heidi says Jordan's broken her down. She doesn't feel independent. She goes on about how she thinks every girl deserves to be treated like a princess. And Jordan isn't treating her that way. And I feel like we've all... And then, like, and Audrina's sitting there, like, trying to be there for her. Trying to listen to her. Trying to gently break the news that she should break up with Jordan. And I feel like all of us have been on kind of both sides of that situation. I've been in bad relationships or not even relationships, but like I've liked the wrong people and my friends have tried to be there and be like, yeah, what? like do what you need to do. When in reality, they're like, break up with him. Like you need to end this with him. I want you to be happy again. And of course, I've said it before. I'll say it a hundred times. I'll admit it. Like if my friends are dating someone who I don't think is good for them, I let them know immediately. It is probably more of a weakness than a strength, I'd say. I try and break the news gently, but sometimes you just need to be like, Listen, they're no good for you. You need to break up. So I feel like in that last scene, we've all been either Audrina or Heidi. So you can feel for both of them. Now we're at Teen Vogue and Whitney asks about Lauren's birthday. And Lauren explains that Jason got him a hotel. It was a lot of fun. She doesn't talk about how they fought at all or anything like that. And then um, Whitney's like, I love that. I love when guys do that. And then Whitney kind of said something. She was like, and he's so young. And then kind of looked at Lauren. She was like, well, you know what I mean. (laughs) But Lauren just smiled and was like, yeah, he did such a good job. And that was it. That was the fashion closet moment at Teen Vogue. Okay, so now we have a Heidi and Jordan moment. And I'm going to play an audio clip. It's pretty long, but I really want you guys to hear it. And it's so, like, crazy. Before I play it, like, Jordan did a live with Laguna Beach, like, with all of us. And he was so nice. Such a nice guy. And it's kind of funny because I was always like, Jordan was better than Spencer. Jordan was, like, great for Heidi. He wasn't great for Heidi and Heidi wasn't great for him either. I think that they were just obviously young. Heidi's what, 20 and Jordan was probably 22, 23. And it's just kind of crazy how I like blocked out how terrible Jordan was because I couldn't stand Spencer. And I, I still think Spencer's terrible. I know that he's tricked many of you with his hummingbirds and Taylor Swift, but he will never trick me. But anyway, I think Jordan was bad for her in different ways. I think he really talked down to her, but then like... Certain things about Spencer, you're like, you feel like she, he brainwashed her. <laughs> you're brainwashed, Heidi. Yeah, I'm saying the Lauren line. But I really like, I was like, Jordan was a great guy. Jordan was the best. And obviously rewatching, you're like, oh my God, Jordan was also terrible. It's just kind of funny when you're rewatching and you're noticing those things. But anyway, here is the clip of the fight that Heidi and Jordan have. And as Heidi says, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. I was just like, how can he keep talking to me like this? I don't know what to do to make him stop talking to me like this. And that was it for me. And I just don't, I don't know how to make you stop. Because you think you're passionate or whatever, but it hurts my feelings. And I'm not used to being talked to like that. No, because... Yes, Jordan, it's a combination of the words and how you talk to me. Okay, but I'm not going to do that because that's not who I am. I'm not going to completely reconstruct who I am to become this calm person. Okay, but person. you can't watch how you talk to me just a little bit. I you can't you, monitor it a I little told, bit. I told you that whenever I'm passionate and I get freaking going like this, I'm not going to, I will watch what I say mean to you. I would think that the more that you love me, the more you'd want to be like calm and understand and trying to make me feel more comfortable, not snapping at me and watching how you say it a little bit. Sometimes you have this whole, like, little princess persona, like, I have to cater to you all the time. I'm a girl. I should be a princess. How you treat me is a big deal. 
It is. And I cater to you a lot. I feel like I treat you like a prince or however you want to say it, but I feel like I cater to you a lot. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. That's just the way I am. Okay, so yikes. And then after that fight, he stands up and he's like, I'm going to go for a run. And she's like, oh, to run off the adrenaline. And they kind of just stare at each other. And she's like, don't come back tonight. And he kind of gives her a look and he just goes, shut up. Like he doesn't believe her. And then he walks out and she like deadbolts the door to be like, no, you're not coming back tonight. Oh, it's so tough. And it's so hard to watch this back. And I'm like, no wonder why. <laughs> no wonder why I did it. It's such pieces of shit because I watched The Hills growing up. I think it normalized these really bad relationships. And I mean, whatever. So did like every other reality show I've ever watched. But we all need to learn that we accept the love we think we deserve. Perks of Being a Wallflower, anybody? One of my favorite movies. I never read the book. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people sometimes. We're at lunch with Lauren and Jason. And I will say Jason's hair changes a few times in this episode. Do you think production was like, stop changing your hair, Jason? Like either have that weird like porcupine look that you got or just keep it short and I don't know, short and spiked. Also that animal that I said, I have a really tough time pronouncing that name. <laughs> a porcupine? Porcupine? It's really hard, okay? Just just let me be. So as always, they're having one of their deep conversations, and I hope you could hear my eyes roll as I said that. But Jason says, I can't believe you're 20. And then Lauren goes, I'll never be a teenager again. And Jason goes, that's gnarly and kind of sad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that hits blunt. Do you remember those memes? It's like hits blunt. <sighs> That's gnarly and kind of sad. <laughs> and then he asks Lauren if she did anything with her parents. And she says, yeah, they went to dinner. And she says her parents really want to take them out to dinner. And Jason just kind of doesn't say anything. And Lauren goes, can you think about it? And he goes, yeah, I'll think about it. But you would think he'd want to, like, prove to Jim and Kathy that he's a changed man. He's not kissing Jessica anymore. He's being a good boy. But we all know L.A. Jason was not being a good boy. But anyway... You can tell he's like very uncomfortable that she even asked to have dinner or lunch or dinner, whatever dinner, with her parents. And I don't know, that makes me sad because you know how close Lauren is to her parents. All right, now we're at the park and you know what happens at the park? Boys play basketball at the park or they walk around dribbling a basketball at the park. Jordan and Brian are at the park. <laughs> and Jordan cannot believe that Heidi is upset with him. Like he can't believe she's mad at how he talks to her. And he thinks there's something more. And Brian's like, there's always something more with girls. A girl will act like she's mad about one thing, and but it's about another thing, and we should just know. Shut up, Brian. But they sit down, and Brian goes, are you seeing her tonight? And Jordan's like, no, she's having dinner with Lauren. And then Brian says that he should still surprise Heidi, like show up at her work with flowers and be like, we're going out to dinner. And Jordan just goes... Yeah, I'm not doing that. And then they go play basketball, of course, because if a guy in the Hills or Laguna universe, if they're together, if the guys are together, they're either playing golf or basketball. That's it. So now we're at Heidi and Lauren's dinner at Cafe Sushi, and they eat a lot of sushi. I never realized how much sushi these girls and guys ate, but like it's a lot. <laughs> and Heidi says she didn't eat all day because she was so stressed out. And Lauren promises her that no matter what happens, Jason and her are there for her because Jason's obviously close with Jordan, but I, um, Lauren's like, no, no, Jason and I will be there for you no matter what happens. And I love this conversation that I'm about to play between the two girls. I know that like I give this friendship a lot of flack. I understand that I think Heidi kind of used Lauren 
And I don't know. I, I, sometimes I was like, eh, I don't know if this was a genuine friendship ever. But then you hear a conversation like this and you're like, yeah, they were really friends. Like, and that's obviously why it hurt so bad when they stopped being friends. But like I said, my favorite quote, uh, one of my favorite quotes of the whole series is in this episode, in this little audio clip that I'm about to play. It's probably a little bit louder. So I always say that just because, again, I don't want to hurt your ears. I care about them. (laughs) What a weird thing to say. I just want you to know it might be a little louder because they're at like dinner and there's traffic in the background. I swear people forget about that quote, love is not a maybe thing. And that quote, put it on my grave. I love that quote. But if I was going to put any quote on my grave, it would be, you know what you did. Now we're in a rainy LA and you know what's about to happen. It's going to be sad. There's sad music playing. It's raining. It doesn't usually rain in LA. But Heidi calls her mom to tell her she's breaking up with Jordan. She's taking his pictures out of all the frames and she already has his stuff piled in the living room. So Jordan walks in and sees all of his stuff packed up and kind of just looks at Lauren and Lauren like looks away back at the magazine she was reading. And this scene is so sad, even though, you know, like they're a really bad couple. You know that they're not good together and you know that they should break up. It's still sad. It's sad to see two people really crying. And I'm going to refer back to the live again. Jordan said this was all real. He was like, I walked in. I had no idea what I was walking into. And Lauren was just kind of looking at me. And I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I saw my stuff piled up and I knew it was a breakup scene. He was he said he kind of saw it coming, but like he wasn't going there to be broken up with. He wasn't aware that that's he was told to be there, but he wasn't aware that's why he was being told to be there. That type of thing. And they're like I said, they're both crying and he says he loves her so much. And you know what? I'm just going to play the clip (laughs) like I'm just going to play the clip just so you can get those feels. And I don't need to fake cry through Jordan and Heidi's voice. I've just completely just screwed things up. But I love you more than anything in this world. And know what I have to say to that? Alexa, play Too Little Too Late by JoJo. That's what I have to say to that scene. And I hope I didn't trigger your Alexa, but I hope I did because that's a good song. So Jordan ends up walking out. He doesn't take his things. I'm sure he goes back to to take everything. She takes the key off of his ring and gives him his key back. And then once he leaves, like 
Heidi gets on the couch with Lauren and they hug it out and Heidi cries it out. Because sometimes you just got to have a good cry. Especially after a breakup. Cry it out, girls. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. And guys who listen to this podcast, you can cry too. Crying's fine. I'm a big crier. I am a fan of crying. I think it's important to cry. So now we're back at Jordan and Brian's apartment. And this is the last time we ever see Jordan or Brian on the hills. But they're with Jason and... Jordan explains how Heidi took all of his pictures out of his frames, packed all of his stuff. And he finally says, maybe I do talk about her in a way that I or talk to her in a way that I shouldn't. And Jason is surprised. And he goes, I thought Lauren and I would be done before you. Oh, Jason, that was an odd thing to say. But Brian was like, you and Heidi were like Barbie and Ken. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen or heard, whatever. Basically, all the guys are surprised, Jordan is surprised, and he's very sad. I don't know, we might see them next episode, but I don't know if we do, Jordan and Brian. This might be their farewell on the hills. Back at Teen Vogue, Lauren tells Whitney about Heidi and Jordan, and (laughs) Whitney's like, I gotta call Heidi. Do you, Whitney? (laughs) Do you have to call her? I thought you were Lauren's work wife. But Lauren's talking about her plans for the summer, and she's basically like, I don't know if I'm going to be here over the summer. I want to get a beach house with Jason, all this stuff. They're kind of going back and forth. And Whitney's like, what about Heidi? And Lauren just kind of like, oh, I don't know. So I can see why people call Lauren hypocritical right there. Because if Heidi pulled that shit, Lauren would be bullshit. So I do get that. I do understand that. But she was like, she was just going to stay with Jordan. But now I don't know what's going to happen. The final scene of this episode is one is so good. It's so funny because we got Audrina. We have Heidi. As I said, it's a very Heidi Audrina episode. They're buddies now. They're good buds. And they're both single now. They're both single and Audrina is excited. Heidi's like, you know, it's really hard. And Audrina goes, it's going to be hard, (laughs) as Audrina does. And Heidi says she needs to protect her heart. And Audrina's excited to see single Heidi. All Audrina goes, she goes, we should start tonight. (laughs) So tonight they're on the prowl. They're going out. Single Heidi's going to be out and... It's very exciting for everybody involved. This episode, though, is a good one. And then I feel like next episode is the last one of the season. I could, like, look it up, but I like to be as surprised as you guys. So that's the episode. We got a single Heidi at the end of it. We have a very sad Jordan who's realizing that he messed up and he's going to be paying the price for that. But then Heidi falls into Spencer Pratt's arms and... I'm assuming we find next episode Lisa is going to offer the um the trip to Paris, the internship in Paris, and Lauren's going to say, no way, Jose, I'm going to stay with J-Wall. <laughs> Always choose Paris, ladies. Always choose Paris. Always. So, that yeah, that's the episode. Um, I am excited to get into more seasons of The Hills, but let's, before I get into crazy days and night stuff... Somebody asked me to talk about, someone actually asked me to talk about Taylor Swift's speech at the Billboard Music Awards. She was woman of the decade and she went straight for the jugular with Scooter. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad. I think it's great. I think she should speak out. If, you know, you kind of have to make your own way. You have to say what you need to say. And someone actually asked me, they're like, are you going to see the musical Cats? Do you know me? Of course I'm going to see the musical Cats. And it, even if Taylor Swift wasn't in Cats, I would still see Cats. I remember I was in like fourth or fifth grade going to, you know, whatever movie rental place. And my mom would be like, what do you want to rent? And I'd be like, the VHS of Cats, like the Broadway play. I'd watch that on repeat. And then I had the soundtrack. I knew all the words. And in eighth grade, my mom brought me to see it on stage, like to see the play. 
I love that. Do I know what it's about? No. Do I love the music? Yes. Like, I love musicals. Musicals are one of my favorite things on the planet. They make me so happy. So, yes, it comes out on the 20th, I think, and I'm not going home for Christmas. So, I'm pretty sure Christmas Eve, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to take myself to see cats. It's going to be a good time. I am not happy that Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger, though. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> you guys are probably like, who the fuck is Rum Tum Tugger? But that's okay. All right. My non-rom-com life, it's turned into something dramaful. I'm getting pretty annoyed. I'm getting actually very annoyed. And I know sometimes I treat this podcast like Dear Diary. Thank you guys for dealing with that. Basically, my friend Callie, who I talk about a lot, you've probably seen her on my Instagram story. She decided to delete Tim off Snapchat. And that created a whole thing. So he texted her and he's like, oh, why'd you delete me off Snapchat? And she was like, because we're not friends. Like Callie's a very blunt person. She'll tell you exactly how she's feeling. Love her for it. Hate her for it sometimes, but love her for it all the time. I'm just kidding. I don't hate her at all. Anyway, basically, she was like, we're not friends anymore. And I don't know what else Tim said to her, but he figured that I said something to her to make make her delete him. Does that make sense? Tim thinks I said something to Callie to make Callie delete Tim off of Snapchat. When in reality, I could not make Callie do anything other than go down the slide at Glow Nashville. Other than that, Callie does what Callie wants. So it's been about a week since this happened, and he has not spoken one word to me. I'm like, damn, you're big mad about this. Like, this isn't little mad. You're like genuinely angry that you were a shitty person and... Callie decided to delete you off Snapchat. So I also deleted Snapchat. I suggest everyone delete Snapchat. Snapchat's no good. It's just like, you have my number, just text me. If I mean, the picture thing, I get it. But just text me if you want to talk. Like, do not message me on Snapchat. I, I don't, I mean, I have really good memory. But like, I do not like texting through Snapchat. So what's funny is now that Callie and I both have him off Snapchat, he's starting to do more Instagram stories. I see you. But anyway, I kind of I kind of feel weird because it's almost feels like a punishment. I almost feel like he's trying to punish me for something that I didn't do. He's not speaking to me about it, so I can't even tell him that I didn't do anything. And then I subbed for kickball this past other whatever night it was. He's team captain and he didn't look at me or speak to me. And I was kind of like, fuck you. And they needed me to sub for them again this upcoming week. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. And a few people who I've talked to, they're like, don't let him take away your fun, like still go to kickball, have fun. And I was like, honestly, the anger that I felt after wasn't worth like I didn't even have that much fun. So that is an update on that. Um, I know that I can be dramatic and sometimes rude, but I actually didn't do anything wrong this time. Okay, I didn't do anything wrong this time. I can usually admit when I messed up, but this time I didn't do anything. He's just assuming shit. Thank you for letting me get that out. How would I end like a um a journal entry like XOXO <laughs> or like TTYL? <laughs> I never I never kept a journal. I think I did once and it lasted for like two weeks and then I was like can't do this anymore. But now we're going to get into one of my absolute favorite favorite things: celebrity blinds, blind items. They they're called as well. Um, if you're not familiar with them. Basically, it's it's different websites and I am going to say the websites after I like explain this little thing, but it's it's something well-connected people send to these websites and it's a lot of hints like it never directly says who it is. Say like on crazydaysandnights.net, 
That's the one I follow probably the closest. That's Enty, E-N-T-Y. He's the one who runs that. And he will say like illiterate for certain people. So I got illiterate and illiterate confused because Carly Kloss, KK, that's an alliteration, right? Amy Adams, AA. So <laughs> one of them was about Carly Kloss. And I was like, I didn't know she couldn't read. And then I realized what it meant. And I was like, "Ooh, yikes, Kelly, you need to maybe you need to learn how to read. But little hints like that. And then I'll say like permanent A-list actress, permanent A-list singer, things like that. And once you follow them long enough, you can kind of categorize who's who, where they fit, that type of thing. All right, so I can't lie. I am now filming on a Sunday night or recording on a Sunday night. I've been drinking a little bit and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go right more into talking about blinds because I really do love celebrity blinds and I think there's something to it. So here are a few of the websites that I look at. Obviously, as I said before, crazydaysandnights.net, blindgossip.com, laneygossip.com. And then there's it's this one's kind of a long one. It's E-M-P-S-M-D slash or hyphen, I guess, hyphen blog.tumblr.com. But if you just Google E-M-P-S-M-D Tumblr, it'll come up like that. So I'm going to give you like a um, an example of a revealed blind from Crazy Days and Nights. So it, this one's from December 4th, 2019. The foreign-born, one-named rapper singer is A-list and is the latest in a long line of celebrities who think they can open a place to eat and people will flock to it because of the name and then watch it go down in flames. I'm actually surprised he didn't try and open an arcade or something similar to have dozens of underage girls to get to know. Do you guys know who it is? I'm going to wait a second. Think about it. So it's a one-named foreign-born rapper. It's Drake. So those are the hints you have to look for. And Drake is known for like texting underage girls and texting Billie Eilish and texting Millie Bobby Brown. And to me, that's like, uh, it's so gross. And people can be like, well, it's all in an industry. They're a little bit older. I don't care. No 33-year-old man should be texting a 17-year-old. I don't care. I don't care what your professional job is. Doesn't matter to me. That's what I think about Drake and... A few people were like, well, what has, what have blinds kind of uncovered? And I know Enty, E-N-T-Y, as I said before, who runs Crazy Days and Nights, he was one of the first people to break the news about Harvey Weinstein. He was one of the first people to break the news about Jeffrey Epstein. So I do think he has a lot of connections. He's apparently some kind of entertainment lawyer in Hollywood. I don't know all the details. He keeps his identity private other than saying he's empty. And I mean, I got all my information about the Hills, like the new Hills reboot through him. And he gave me the okay to post it. So that's where all that came from. He is very well connected. And if you are interested, I definitely suggest at least paying like one installment of five nine or four ninety nine. So you can listen to his podcast and listen to as many as you want. He has so many about like Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, everybody. There's so much information out there. He has Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. And someone was like, what's one blind that really stuck out to you? And I would say the one that stuck out the most was about Mac Miller. He was he said that Mac Miller had actually overdosed and was Narcan. So he was brought back to life. And he was like, it wouldn't surprise me if something happens to this rapper and unfortunately maybe a week or two later he passed away which is so sad obviously 
And then he also posted about New York Fashion Week. He said, I, I can't find the exact blind, but it was like, this singer has been spotted flirting with other girls. I hope her reality star girlfriend knows that she's not that serious about her. Miley Cyrus and Caitlyn. And then he revealed it and said, Caitlyn actually pulled the plug after reading that blind. And who knows if that part's true. Now I'm going to jump over to blindgossip.com and I am going to read this one. Okay. It's kind of long, but I feel like it'll make sense in the end. Okay. And this goes into Kayler. I talk about Kayler a lot and I'm actually really afraid. I don't really talk about it that much, at least on this podcast, but I'm nervous too. Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. I'm nervous too because I feel like everything that Taylor Swift has mentioned in someone in her team like listens to or reads and I'm like, please don't, please don't keep me out of the running of like a reputation room or whatever the fuck. Like I know I'm old. I know I'm an old Swifty, but so I'm just going to read this one out loud. I kind of gave it away already, but I'm going to talk about it after as well. So that, like I said, this one is from blindgossip.com. Cat fights are the best, aren't they? People just love the thought of two women lunging at each other and clawing at each other's eyes out over some trivial matter. This cat fight is more civilized, more like a kitten fight, actually. Cat 1 and Cat 2 are beautiful, young female celebrities. They have been a secret couple for years. Yes, they always have boyfriends, but that's all part of the facade. Facade? facade? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes, they've always had boyfriends, but it's all part of the facade. Cat One's plan was to keep things on quiet during their peak earning years. Cat Two got impatient. Quote, Cat Two thought they should both come out this year as bi. Let the consequences to their careers fall where they may. Cat One said maybe. Then she said no, and that's what set Cat Two off. So Cat 2 took a little swipe at her. We doubt that either one wants to really hurt the other. They just want slightly different things right now. Quote, they both have big careers at stake, so they both need to fall in line and go back to the way they were. They both need to get papped with their boyfriends very soon and also do something light and fun together so fans will stop gossiping, end quote. And then it's, you know, you have to guess who Cat 1 is and Cat 2 is. Option, do you think either of them will ever come out? I always scroll down, read the comments. Taylor Swift, Carly Kloss. Um, everybody says the song Gorgeous is about Carly. There's no doubt about it. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to figure that out. A lot of people thought that Taylor was going to come out as by this summer. But then after Scooter bought her masters, it kind of like shifted her focus elsewhere. So we'll see what happens with that. And Blind Gossip has a lot better. I don't, I don't know if it's ratings. It's better than Crazy Days and Nights, I will say. I personally, I really like Crazy Days and Nights because that was the first one I got into. I think Blind Items is way better. And like I said, this is coming from publicists. This is coming from people in the industry. And, and sometimes they'll plant wrong information just to kind of get our minds rolling, do things like that. I feel like I haven't done a great job so far. I can't lie. I just blind items are so interesting to look at. It's so interesting to kind of like read them. And if something does come out from it, again, like I said, I mostly follow Crazy Days and Nights. That's one I follow closest. And they brought up like Ben Affleck's drinking before his drinking happened. Like all the information about his drinking, like him and Jennifer Garner and all that, like before all that came out. I hope that makes sense. It also talked about how J-Lo kind of screwed over some strippers for Hustlers, which has come out. It's just people don't write about it. And I think that's something that's really frustrating. Like there's a Christian comedian, John Christ. 
Christ, John Christ. I think it's Christ. I see this is why I can't day drink and then do this podcast. But anyway, John Christ. And he's really funny and all this stuff. But a bunch of information came out about how he tried to like date rape girls. But what's insane is it wasn't picked up by the major media outlets. It wasn't picked up by TMZ. It wasn't picked up by anybody like that. So you have to actually research this stuff. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to do the extra digging, which I totally get. Like people have shit to do. Whereas me, I'm like, no, let me look more into this. And it's really crazy how, say John Christ in general, like I'm going to use him just as the example. It was never picked up by a major um, celebrity news website or anything like that. And when it was posted, it was just a bunch of people being like, I'll pray for him. Everybody sins differently, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's a fucking predator. We should probably like look into that. Another person is James Franco. There's a lot of people saying he's done certain things. So allegedly, let me throw allegedly out there. Allegedly, he's in trouble doing a lot of things to women who he was trying to like help getting to the acting world. Again, just do like a little bit more digging with celebrity gossip. If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. And that's all I have to say about that. Like Sean and Camilla, there's no way those two are a real couple. I will 100% say that. And then there are people who are like, well, my friend saw them at a restaurant in New York. Well, obviously, they're not going to not be seen with each other. Like, that's a part of the whole thing. You, They have to be seen together or else we won't believe it. As far as Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift go, as I said, I'm very nervous to talk about this because a lot of Taylor fans don't believe they were anything more than just friends. I 100% believe it. I think there's a lot of things. I mean, you're the West Village Joe never lived in the West Village. Who lived in the West Village? Carly Kloss lived in the West Village. Um, That's from False God on her latest album. And then if you listen to Cruel Summer, um, Snuck In Through the Garden Gate. Who had a garden gate in front of their apartment in the West Village? Carly Kloss did. There's just a lot of different things you can tie together. And what I would suggest if you're interested in that is to go like just Google like Kaler, Tumblr, that will come up. And then there's one called like Kaler Evidence. There's Tay-Tay's Beard, all this stuff. So that's always fun for me to look at when I'm bored at work. Um, I'm trying to think of other things with celebrity blinds. There have been a couple about Kristen, but nothing like too crazy. I've never seen anything about Lauren. I saw one about Brody allegedly having a coke problem, but nothing has ever come out about that. So you don't know if it's true or not. And that's kind of how I feel about most of these celebrity blinds. A lot of them come out as real. A lot of them, you know, you read something, then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, like, whoa, NT said this was going to happen. And it's just, it's kind of crazy. Again, I don't believe 100% of everything I read. I will say that, but I do think that there's something to it. I don't think it's just some dude sitting alone in his basement being like, I'm just going to talk about this today. But I hope that I, like I said, I'm not like an expert on celebrity blinds. I read a lot of the comments. I can rarely like be like, oh, that's Emma Stone or whoever. And one thing that it's really opened my eyes to is like contract relationships and how a lot of celebrity relationships aren't really like genuine. And I guess I guess I should have known that. But but I don't know. It's just it's crazy. And I would suggest if you want to spend five dollars a month, listen to Crazy Days and Nights podcast. And I think it's on Patreon. I'm sure if you Google like C Dam podcast, Crazy Days and Nights podcast, something will come up and you'll be able to find it. Five bucks. Just like go crazy with those podcasts. 
But it is really interesting and it's kind of just it kind of pulls the the cloak back on everything pulls the cover back not cloak and I will 100% say I think Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift for a couple. All right so we're Kelly's back. Thank you for listening to that rambling. It is Monday and I just watched the very Cavallari very very merry <laughs> very merry Cavallari very Christmas. <laughs> it was like such a tongue twister. But I have to say, I I do have a soft spot for Very Cavallari, and I don't know if it's because I hated the Hills reboot so deeply that I just have like a newfound appreciation for Very Cavallari. Watching this episode, it's kind of weird how it was like filmed in July and stuff, but I get it. They had to like put it through post-production and all that stuff, but I didn't hate it. (sighs) I don't know. It's just, it is really corny, and I like the more real moments of the episode. I liked when drunk Kristen at the end was blo- said she was blowing kisses to Jennifer Nettles. Like, that's funny. I like how Jay automatically said he hated chalk. Like, that was random, but I thought that was funny. And then I really liked the moment Kristen was talking about her and Jay making, like, Christmas dishes for one another. And she was like, and he made me this cabbage with cheese on it. And I threw up the whole day. It was so vile. I wish Kristen let us see that part more. Because I feel like, in the confessional, I feel like she's very candid. But when she's being filmed, I feel like it's not as genuine, if that makes sense. And I know in the confessional, she always posts pictures of her, like, drinking. And maybe that's why she's a little more loose. But I will say that they are setting up the Kelly thing, like I said. And then they did the preview for the upcoming season. And she was like, and Kristen says something about, if I was accused of having an affair with my best friend's husband, I wouldn't say his name on social media. So I think I'm correct. (laughs) I was really worried that what I said wasn't going to be real, but I think it's pretty correct. But yeah, I mean, very, very Christmassy Cavallari was fine. I mean, Brittany seems very afraid of Kristen. She's like, oh my God, is Kristen going to like this? And where's like Colby? (laughs) Colby cracks me up. She's doing like the least amount, not least amount of work. She's just like picking up a stool and putting it down. But I don't like how right when Kristen walked in, she's like berating everybody. She's like, are you serious? Is this real? And like, you could be nicer. I get you're a little stressed, but I mean, it's July and it's not a real Christmas party. So I think you're okay. So we'll see what happens with the new upcoming season. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Like I said, I do like Very Cavallari better than the Hills reboot. I just wish that it was more about the store drama. I like the store drama. Jay's funny and everything. I get why Kristen wanted Jay to become a bigger part of the show, but I don't think it was totally necessary. I think people love Jay, though. So Kristen's like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going to have it be mostly me and Jay. In the previews for the upcoming season, it shows Brittany and Stone breaking up and she is so much better off without that dude. Like, there's no doubt about it. I won- I guess Kelly will be the villain Villain this season, even if she's only in a few episodes. Because I know last time they brought Kaylee back randomly. And then, of course, season one, it was Shannon who was the villain. So we shall see what happens. And, of course, I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to do my stories every Sunday like I used to do. I do think Justin Anderson's really funny. And I have to say, I forgot to say this, but, like, I got really emotional when I saw Pip and her babies. I don't know if you guys watched last season when she was like, you know, she's been trying really hard to have babies and they got a surrogate and all this stuff. So like when they showed the babies, I got all choked up. And for some reason, I fucking love Pip. I think Pip is fantastic. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That is what I'm thinking for Very Cavallari Christmas. I do think it's kind of, I mean, it was, there are some parts that I didn't like. I mean, 
I don't care for Jay like unplugging the white Christmas lights and plugging in his own. It's just not organic in my opinion. I think Kristen should let her guard down a little bit. She is very funny. Like her saying she was blowing kisses to Jennifer Nettles really cracked me up. And like I said, I laughed really hard when she called that cabbage stuff vile. I just I feel like she has such a big wall up and maybe she just needs to drink a little more and chill out. But I know she has kids and I've heard she's a really great mom. So yeah, so that's all I have for this week. Next week is Christmas. It's going to be Christmas Eve when I release the next episode. So I hope you guys aren't too stressed for the holidays. Take time to chill out if you need it. And I hope you have a great rest of your week.